Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there and welcome to episode 100 of Too Busy to Podcast. Ah, guys, episode 100, like this is such a momentous day and momentous moment. Is that even a thing, momentous moment? I feel like that's one and the same, but you get where I'm coming from with this. Like a hundred episodes. I'm not going to lie. When I first was planning the podcast, I did plan out 56 episodes. So I knew I was going to be fine for 56 episodes for like just shy of a year. But here we are, almost doubled, and we're still going. A hundred episodes. And so I wanted to create this special episode to share with you my top 10 lessons that I have learned from a hundred podcast episodes. And it's so funny because I, in preparation for this recording, this episode, I was thinking back to how it all began. And I'm not sure if I've shared this on the podcast before, but it was around this time in 2021, February, 2021. I was about six months into my business and about five, six weeks into pivoting from being a general VA to podcast management. And the coach, the marketing coach I was working with at the time said to me, why don't you start a podcast? So basically we were having a conversation around how I can get in front of more people, market myself. You know, it was all new to me, this whole social media, marketing, personal brand. It was all new to me. And I felt a little bit like a fish out of water. And she just asked me a bunch of questions like coaches do. And I answered, had no kind of understanding of where she was going with the questioning. And she just said, why don't you start a podcast? And I was like, huh? I just laughed. I was like, and talk about what? Like, no, that's not even an option. And I laughed it off and switched up the conversation, totally deflected. And that was the February. I launched a podcast in the June. So there wasn't a huge gap, but what had happened was we agreed that I will do more on social media, kind of mapped out what that would look like. But as many of you probably can relate, social media is a lot. And so, yes, I worked to the plan that we created, but then I burnt out or got bored (laughs) equally as many times. And then one day, I think it was late April, early May, I was like, I need to start a podcast as though it was a totally original thought, (laughs) not the fact that the seed had been planted by my coach, you know, a few months earlier. And so that's all how it all began. I was a bit more, you know, five months into podcast management. I had more knowledge, more expertise. I saw the benefits. And for me, the benefits back then was very much streamlining my content. Even to this day, 
I love showing up on video and stuff, but sitting down to write a caption is just not me. I would rather just do quick bullet points, go live, talk on video in my stories, call it a day. For me to sit down and write a caption can take me the entire day. I didn't nobody got time for that. And so for me back then, it was definitely around streamlining my content, but then also meeting other business owners, other, you know, entrepreneurs, other women in the online space who are doing amazing things. And then also, thirdly, there was this piece around confidence building. So, you know, at this point I was in business about nine months and still finding my way, probably not a fish out of water still, but still not feeling entirely confident. And the clients that I'd worked with in a launch capacity and a management capacity, as I was editing their shows, I could hear, I could see their confidence growing. And so I thought, I want that for me too. And so fast forward, launched in a sort of mid-June, and here we are in February 2023. So about 20 months later, and we are a hundred episodes in. This has been quite an interesting podcast to prep for because it helps me to see how far I have come since June 2021, December 2021, even July 2022. It really is a journey. And so let me delve into what some of those lessons are. But first, let me just mention, in case you've noticed the title of this episode, you'll see that it's episode, I think it's episode 81 or 82. I can't remember now. And so you're probably wondering how, how are we on episode 100? And that is because I've done a lot of like bonus, especially in the earlier days. I did a spotlight series with female podcasters, you know, sharing their insights, their tips, their experience, their journey. So that's a, that was a special series of maybe 12 or 13 episodes. And then there's lots of bonus episodes kind of drizzled throughout. So that is, I promise you, if you're on my Instagram, I can send you the Instagram story because if it wasn't for Libsyn a couple of weeks ago saying to me, you have 97 episodes, we would not be here. This would have passed. And then I would have been like, oh crap. <laughs> so thank you, Libsyn. Let's delve right into it. I guess lesson number one would be just start. Just start. Because thinking back to May 2021, right? Even though I had a bit of experience, I've had a bit of knowledge, I'd worked with a few clients, the same thoughts that my clients now have, the same thoughts that probably you have if you haven't launched yet or you have had when you launched, are the same. There's that fear of visibility. There's that fear of judgment. There's that fear of, well, there is imposter syndrome in all its lovely, shiny glory. I experienced those too. Even though you might see me as the expert, I definitely experienced those too. And the best part of when I work with my launch clients is when their trailer is released and you see their cover art, they see their podcast on Apple Podcasts on Spotify that makes it real. And it's a very emotional moment. And I can still remember that moment for myself. But on the flip side, it's very much like, oh shit, <laughs> like, oh, I'm doing this. It's happening. I'm definitely going to get visible because that's the thing with podcasting, right? Anyone on any corner of 
this planet of this earth can tune into your podcast. And so that kind of threw me for a loop, but I kept going. I had to push those reservations, those fears to the back of my mind and keep going. And so that has been my biggest lesson throughout. Just start. And another example of where this showed up was showing up on video. I am somewhat comfortable now, maybe at 85%, but back then, oh, hell no, I am not showing up on video. I remember telling my bestie, you'll never see me doing a reel. You'll never see me doing a live. And so that's an important thing to do. Like As part of my podcast marketing, I've really had to switch up how I do things. And because video is king, as they say, I haven't forced myself to do video, but I have pushed myself outside of my comfort zone just to give it a try. And so that would be my biggest lesson around just do the thing. If it doesn't work for you, then stop. But if it does, then you've done it. You've achieved it. So that has been a huge thing. And to be honest with you, everything gets easier with every episode. How I was for like the three launch episodes and then episode 15 and how I, you know, episode 55 and episode 100, everything has got easier with every episode because, and this is one of my points that I'll come on to next. So lesson number two, tweak and test. Nothing is written in stone. Even when I work with my launch clients now, some of them might get hung up on the cover art and what 500 changes. They might get stuck on the perfect podcast name. They might get stuck on wanting to record the trailer intro and outro 500 times. And I'm like, no, no, you can re-record. You can change the name. You can change the colors of your cover art. Like nothing is made in stone with podcasting. You will evolve as you evolve as a business owner, as your business evolves, so will your show. So that's a very, very key thing. And, you know, the testing and tweaking has, for me, come down to testing my processes, the systems. It's definitely been a thing, a big thing with marketing. So I did mention at the beginning of season three that I did a bit of an experiment in terms of promoting the show on social media, but testing and tweaking what works for you. You know, I've always said, I am going to share my best tips, my actionable strategies with you. But if it does not align with you, do not do it. I am not, because I saw that a lot. And I, I did this a lot when I started out. You know, when I was starting out as a podcast manager, all the other experts were saying, that you should do this, you should do that. And so I did it. Prime example, you know, the best mic is a Blue Yeti mic. And then it took about a year or so to realize that actually the best mic for me was not the Blue Yeti mic because it's a condenser mic and it picks up every sound going. Even when you can't hear it, when you listen back to your recording and you're editing it, you're like, what the heck is that sound? And so after all that time, I have switched to, I've got a Shure, but I've switched to a dynamic mic. And I recommend the same to my clients. No longer do I recommend a Blue Yeti because we are not recording in a fancy studio that's all treated and soundproofed. So again, 
that will take me on to lesson number three. Be careful what advice you take on in this industry. It might be that you follow a few people and you see if people are talking about, you know, the same thing. I'm not saying that we should be talking about the same thing. Everyone's got their own opinions and their own thoughts and their different perspectives. But don't assume that everything that a podcasting expert says is gold. Um, You kind of have to think about what works best for you. And one of those things is around, this goes into lesson number four, where people talked a lot about podcasting is a long game. Like don't expect to see results for the first 18 months. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) But knowing what I know now, if I knew it back then, I would have approached my podcast completely differently because my clients proved to me, even back in 2021, that you can, you can see results a lot sooner than 18 months, a lot sooner than 12 months. A few of my clients have seen results in the first season of their podcast or the first three months of starting their podcast. And so take it with a pinch of salt and everyone is different, which takes me on to my next lesson. I think we're on lesson five. There's a big difference between a podcaster and a podcasting business owner. Our goals are different. And so this whole long game, you won't see results for 18 months, that may just apply to a podcaster. And the differentiation for me is a podcasting business owner is a business owner who is starting a podcast or is podcasting for the growth of their business and personal brand. And so they're not out here usually trying to sell other people's stuff through sponsorship. I mean, you can, I have got a client who's had two sponsors fantastic. But the approach, your goals for your podcast are wildly different from a podcaster, right? Someone who, I don't want to call them a hobbyist because they're not necessarily a hobbyist, but they don't have a business. And so their goals for their show can be wildly different. For example, in my VIP days with my clients, my frameworks are created for female business coaches who, this is not the sole goal, but who want to use their podcast as a lead generation tool. So if someone was to come to me who wants to start a podcast and then they start talking about how do I get sponsors? I need to make money for, you're not for me because my frameworks are not created to support you with achieving that goal. And so for me, that's been a a huge differentiation. If you've been listening to the podcast from the earlier days, like episode one, two, and three, you hear me talk a lot about podcaster, podcaster, podcaster. But now in the recent months, I've switched that up to podcasting business owner. Cause for me, there's a huge differentiation. And so that's something for you to think about as well. You are a podcasting business owner. Your podcast is supporting the growth of your business. It's your main marketing tool. It's top of funnel. You are not necessarily, I mean, this is, if you get a sponsor, that's great. If you've got affiliate links, that's great. But 
your goals for your show are wildly different from someone else who doesn't have a business. And so that was something that I had to really switch in my own mind because for me, the two are wildly different. And so for me to add, podcasting is very much a long-term strategy. It's not a long game. It's a long-term strategy, which takes me to lesson number six. So when I started out, most people were talking about a podcast being the place where you nurture your audience. And then you send them to an email list or you send them to a Facebook group. You send them somewhere else, which is where you are really great at selling to them. I believe this for absolute yonks. I think I believe this until I think it was Christmas 2021 when I caught COVID and I had nothing else to do other than lie down and watch Netflix because I was absolutely poorly. If you've had COVID, you know. And I started listening to other podcasting experts and I came across a couple of people who just had a different perspective. Like you can sell on your podcast. And I, it made me think back to a couple of my launch clients who had proven that. And I was like, did I think it, maybe I thought it was a fluke, but here I was Christmas, 2021. And people were saying, yes, you can sell. And this one lady had shared that, you know, from her podcast, she'd made 13,000 as a new life coach. And I thought, okay, I don't want to attract clients whose main focus is to make money from their podcast. But I also know at this point, it's been over a year of me running my own podcast production company, having like my own podcast for a few months at this point. And so wouldn't it be nice to have some sort of return on investment? Yes, A podcast is a great place for brand awareness, for networking, building relationships with other people, all that fabulous stuff, right? But we put so much time into our podcast. Wouldn't it be great if every now and again we got a client from our podcast? I thought that was a no-brainer. And so again, beginning of 2022, I switched things up. I really looked at how I could support my clients in making this happen And I slowly started to integrate it into my, it felt scary. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like selling on my podcast, even if it was sort of soft selling, it felt scary as hell, scary as hell. Um, And some of my clients, it didn't sit well with them. And I, I don't force them. But for those who did start to follow my frameworks and my methods, they started to see results. Like, Danielle Swim episode, I think she's episode 56. She had her biggest course launch two weeks, two weeks after launching her podcast. And as she shares in her episode, she believes, firmly believes that her podcast had a lot to do with that. And that was her third or fourth time, you know, launching this, her signature course. And so I started to see these results and I was like, oh, you can sell. And so now where I meet just a couple of weeks ago, I went to a networking group and I met three women all at different stages of their podcasting journey, but mostly, you know, got at least 30, 40 episodes under their belt. And each one of them said to me, they've not 
generated any leads from their podcast. They send them to a Facebook group. They send them to an email list. And I'm just like, (gasps) stop. Because there are people out there who are making it seem as though this isn't a thing. But I'm telling you, it is a thing. Go back, listen to my client, episode 56. I'll link it in the show notes as well. And let her prove to you that you can sell from your podcast. I've personally done it. Not the last VIP client. She listened to my podcast back in November, reached out to me on Instagram to sing her praises about the podcast. And a couple weeks later, she messaged, she DM'd me. Is there any way that you can launch a podcast fast? Asking for a friend. And, you know, signed up 24 hours and we were good to go. My done with you client that I'm working with at the moment, she's slightly different in that she found me on YouTube where I guested on someone else's podcast. She followed me over to my podcast, binged the podcast, and then reached out and said, I would love to work with you. And so we are working in a done with you capacity, which is access to all my resources and six weekly coaching calls, unlimited Vox to support all the nine yards. She just needed the information and she's implementing. So that's two in the last couple months that I have worked with that have come directly from my podcast. So it is possible. So let's go on to, I think I've lost track because I'm not following my lessons by number. (laughs) So let's go on to lesson number seven. This is a big thing for me. So a podcast is great for personal growth, right? Lead generation, brand awareness, all that good stuff that we mentioned earlier. But my God, it is fantastic for personal development. When I think back to May, 2021, and you know, I shared earlier that one of the things that I wanted to achieve was increased confidence. That has happened. As you know, this is primarily a solo podcast. So most of my episodes are solo, but if it's a topic that I am not well-versed in, I will not hesitate to get someone else, another female expert on to talk about that topic. And that has helped my confidence in terms of, I feel as though my interviewing skills have got better. I feel like tremendously. I remember when I started out with the interviews, I had questions. I'm sticking to those questions. That is it. (laughs) Like we're not coming out of that bubble. Whereas now it's a lot more fluid. And that is in part by, you know, we had the lovely Christina on the show who shared her interviewing tips. And I've taken some of those out of incorporated it. But it really, I'm a lot more confident in myself, but then also speaking to other people on the podcast off outside of the podcast, it's really helped me in terms of writing because, you know, the show, I'm not a fan of writing show notes, but I, I do run this podcast by myself. My team support me with clients and I run the podcast by itself, but it's helped me show up on video, which we talked about earlier. It's opened my eyes to different marketing strategies, like the personal growth is insane. And so if you're thinking, oh, it's just going to be for business, I promise you, you are going to learn things about yourself. And, you know, we've just had Jamie Palmer on 
the podcast talking about human design, which is something that I've been digging into for the last two or three months. And I've brought that into how I manage the podcast because it's all about my strengths. And we'll go on to lesson number eight. So something that I am seeing a lot of is the request to do podcast swaps, podcast episode swaps. Something that I absolutely love is that the podcasting industry is like a little community. So we've got, you know, imagine a big circle and that's the online space in general. And then in a smaller circle within that circle, you've got the podcasting business owners who it's just like a community within itself. And so something that I have been seeing a lot of is you know, I handpick my guests. It's very, very rare. Of all the guests we've had on the show, I've probably said yes to maybe two people when they pitch me. Everyone else I've chosen myself. And so what I'm noticing a lot of at the moment is not necessarily you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, but it's more of a collaboration. So if I reach out to someone who I think is a good fit for this podcast, What I find a lot of people are doing at the moment is if they're not familiar with me, they'll do their research and then they'll be like, oh, I see you have a podcast. I feel like this could be a really good opportunity to do a podcast swap and they will provide some topics that they think would be good for you as my audience. And so going back to the lesson around, you know, listening to my gut, being able to say no, this is where this has come in because sometimes it comes up and I haven't expected it. So I feel as though I've been caught off guard and here's my gut just going off like a red, (laughs) red siren, a red alarm. Like, no, this is not a right fit. And sometimes you feel this pressure to be like, oh yes, let's do a podcast. But if it's not the right fit for my audience, it's going to be a dead no. Uh, And so that's something to keep in mind. Yes, the podcasting industry is very much a community, but maybe we can collaborate. If they're not the right fit for your show or their topic is not the right fit for your show, maybe you can collaborate in a different way. So lesson number nine. Well, this is more of a an awareness, I guess, than a lesson. But there are some absolutely amazing women in the online space. Like, Thinking back to some of the people that we've had on the show, we've had a human design expert, we've had a LinkedIn expert, Pinterest expert. We've had, like I mentioned before, the Spotlight series where I showcased 12, 13 different women and they all had a different story to tell. Their journey was all different. Like that has been my realization and something that I am so proud to be a part of because you know, when you've got the nine to five, the corporate job, it wasn't something that necessarily crossed my mind. But in the online space, like we have some amazing women doing some absolutely amazing work. That's something that has really shown through to me. And I am in the unique position because of my podcast to learn directly from them. And that's something that or that's a benefit of podcasting that a lot of people don't talk about as often. And it's that piece around having a podcast 
immediately opens the doors, unless it's someone like, you know, I was going back to Amy Porterfield and the Jenna Kutcher's of the world. Most people will say yes. You reach out to them and 99.9% of the time, you will get a yes. The podcast, my client, Danielle, said it so well. I can't remember what she said now. But it definitely gives you an excuse to have conversations with people that you would have felt as though you couldn't approach before. And it allows you to learn from those people. Like sometimes, I'm not even going to (laughs) lie. Sometimes I invite specific people on this podcast because I have questions and I want to ask them. But I also know that if I'm thinking them, you're probably thinking about them too. And so it's a win-win for all of us involved, right? But yeah, I just... I just feel like without this podcast, I wouldn't have the balls. I wouldn't have the confidence to, you know, pop into someone's DMs and ask them a bunch of questions because they'd probably be like, ah, so, you know, that's my pay program. (laughs) You know what I mean? So the podcast just gives you that opening line. And as I said, I've not pitched a soul who's ever said no to being on my show. I mean, they get to talk about themselves and the topic they love for like 30, 45 minutes. What is there to say no about? And so if you are listening to this and you are, you haven't started your podcast yet, I do believe in balance between solo episodes and guest interviews. There's previous episodes about this, but this is something to think about. If there is someone that you follow on social media or you met and you were like, oh my God, I would love to sit down. Like if I had the balls, I would invite Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) You know, it's that level. Like who have you watched? Who are you obsessed with that you think, oh my God, I would love to have a conversation because I'm telling you, your podcast is what will open that door for you. You want to make sure they're the right fit for your audience, not just a random conversation but your podcast will definitely open the door for you. So that is lesson number nine. And finally, this probably should have been lesson number two, but we'll leave the best for last. Strategy and systems are crucial. And you know, on Instagram, you see those posts where they say, if I could start my business again, I would do X, Y, Z. Well, If I could start this podcast again, I would definitely come or approach it from a strategy first approach. And I say that because when I started my podcast, it was very much, remember I talked about, I wanted to streamline my content, grow my, you know, confidence, all that kind of stuff. But I also didn't, because I listened to you know, John, James and Jacob (laughs) saying, oh, you know, and it's usually, usually men, (laughs) not even going to lie. Podcasting is a long game. You have to wait 18 months. I positioned my podcast as another thing. I did not align my podcast clearly and directly with my offers. It was very much a thing of, I want to help as many women as possible launch their show and get their voice heard by millions. That was kind of my thing. And I set it up as an educational resource, which I do not regret because I've heard from many of you how the podcast has helped you to launch. 
that was one of my goals. So that really lights me up to get that feedback. But on the flip side, and this is something that I preach about now because I've lived it, your podcast needs to align with your business. It can't be be over there and your business is over here and it feels as though it's the long lost cousin. No, (laughs) your podcast has to align with your business. And so that's why I'm so obsessed with strategy. That's why laying the foundations is pillar one of my strategy when I work with launch clients, because I have been there. And you know, the podcast is supporting my business in different ways, including gaining clients for my business. But I can't help but think, what if? What if I knew back then what I knew now and had set up my podcast how it should have been, you know, the shoulds, but how I feel it should have been back then, where would I be now? And of course, there's no point in living in the what ifs and in the past, but if you take anything from this podcast episode, have a strategy for your podcast. This is all around being really clear about your why, your goals, your messaging. So who are you speaking to? Don't just, you know, a lot of people start a podcast thinking, oh, I can just rock up and talk about whatever the hell I like. Well, you can if you're a podcaster, but if you're podcasting for business, you have to be intentional. You have to be really clear about how your podcast fits in your marketing strategy. You have to be really clear about how you want the podcast to support your business. And something else that I've learned quite recently that I've been talking about as well is how can you repurpose? How can you make the most of one podcast episode? Because yes, podcast episodes are evergreen. When I look at my stats, a lot of new listeners are tuning into older episodes. So they're not forgotten about. It's not like social media where you make a post and then on, like, you know, on Instagram, it disappears or it becomes dead 24 hours, two days later. Your podcast episodes are evergreen. And so don't publish that episode and forget about it. How can you use those episodes with your leads, with your current clients? Can you repurpose them into a live in your Facebook group? Like you can do a private series by putting some of your public podcast episodes together. Like the opportunities are endless and that's all part of your strategy plus lots more. Um, But that's been a big, big thing for me. Strategy and being intentional with your show. And so at the moment, I'm not going to change up the show. I still believe in the format that it's currently in, but I am definitely talking about my offers and how I support my clients. I will be creating an ad very, very soon. And so it's just really thinking about that in a longer term way rather than, oh yeah, I'm just going to show up, educate people so that more women can start their podcast. Like how can it support my business better? So that's it. I hope that was 10 lessons. I feel like I missed one. I had a whole list to keep me on track and then I started jumping. (laughs) I started jumping all over the place. But there we are. I hope you found this helpful. Please take my lessons to help you 
save time. So learn from my lessons. And if there's anything that resonated, you know where to find me over on Instagram at too busy to podcast. Drop me a DM. Let's chat about it. Let me know if anything came up for you. I'm always here to support you. And here is to episode 200, baby. Woo! Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you on the gram. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then. Thank you.